All right, everybody, welcome back to Call It What You Want. I'm your host, J.O. This this time, this time, let me let me get myself set. This time, I got a very, very, very special guest. All the way up early in the morning, too, by the way. My boy, Baylor. Yes, sir. Yo, bro, what's going on? I mean, the point guards got to get up early. <laughs> they Here we go already. They determine who get the ball, man. Hey, man, it, this long overdue, bro. Yeah, long, long, long overdue. Yeah, and 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 like, oh, it's even more than that. This is the first. This is actually the first show we haven't even been on the show like just together with on somebody else's show, well, right? No, no, no. We did mine. Um, we did. Like I think like episode like four a while ago. Yeah, we had did an episode. Um geez, it was about what, five years ago. So oh, yeah, a lot happened. <laughs> <laughs> this was before the pandemic, then. Bro, this was way before the pandemic. Oh man, my memory is not going like, back that far. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you on that, bro. But Tell the people, man. Tell the people what what you got going on, who you are for those who don't know. Okay. Uh, BTG for president, open road with BTG, part of the Rare Signers Network. Um, Yeah, right now, just been focused on the the two podcasts that that I host. Uh, I'm also a part of, I'm also a part of the the Breaks Radio, it's so many. The Breaks Radio and Black Horror Humor. And from time to time, the lunch break, but it seems like that's a dying cause right now. Um, yes, no, for, for the most part, man, all I do is just talk about sports every Wednesday and then uh, every Thursday. Man, it's, it's kind of a, a toss-up. It's, it's just a mixture of my life, my, my experiences, my journey on BTG for president. Right now, we just focus on, well, literally right now, we focus on moving. But after we get everything settled in, man, I'll be focused on my merch, uh, things like things of that nature. So, trying to get trying to get ready and, and see if I can ship out some shirts for the summer. What will Larry June say? <laughs> Good job, Larry. <laughs> but yeah, man. Hey, I know we be talking off air and stuff like that, man. This move is crazy. Yeah, man. I don't really like Man, it. That's really the most like stressful thing. We talked about it. I'd rather pay somebody to move me than move. I ain't lifting no boxes, beds, none of that. Yeah. If, if I had to have a superpower, it would be to snap my fingers and just move everything from one house to the next house. <laughs> hey, but that's a good transition, though, because one of the superpowers, I got some icebreakers questions. Okay. For you. Just like the old days. This time I got five questions to get us comfortable before we really get into the episode. Uh-huh. So here we go. Number one, we both around the same age, bro. So what was your worst haircut you ever had? I may have had a bowl cut before. Whoa. Yeah. I think I've had a bowl cut before when I was younger. I'm not even sure if my mom cut it though. She could have, but I definitely had a bowl cut before and I wouldn't I, I don't really remember who cut the hair, but I do know that one of my hairstyles, which was one of the worst, was 
I was trying to get an S curl before I went to work at Magic Mountain back in the, back in the high school days. And it was one of those, you know, it was one of those jobs that you get uh, during the summertime. Right. And I, my brother was the only one I knew who knew how to do it. You know what I'm saying? He knew how to put the relaxer in my hair with the gel, rinse it out. He know he knew how long it sat in my head. I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? He, I just remember him telling me to wait. And he was across the street. It was getting late. I was anxious. You know what I'm saying? And I had to be up early to make sure I got to the bus in front of the school to get, you know, shipped off to Magic Mountain for work for orientation. And I remember I just couldn't wait, bro. And I put the relaxer in my hair and I left it in there a little bit too long. And instead of getting my S curl, <laughs> I had that pimping going on. It straightened my whole hair out. E, you had a uh, a rapping full tape. I, it was definitely it, it was definitely Bay Area pimping upstairs. But uh, the, here's the thing: uh, I had to go to orientation like that. I did. I had to go to orientation like that. Matter of fact, for the rest of the week, uh, because I could. I think I had to wait until the weekend to get my hair cut. I had to cut it all the way off. Ooh, hey, I had one of them. I'm dark-skinned, so you couldn't tell me nothing back then. I think I got that, like, early into my high school years because I started growing my hair and grew the fro, got the braids. But before that, I had the S-curl, so I know what you're saying. Yeah, man, it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It, it, the lesson it taught me was, bro, just wait. Just wait. Because at the end of the day, my brother could have did it. He could have did it late that night. Or he probably would have did it early early that morning, but I should have just waited. Facts. All right, question number two. Favorite pair of sneakers? Oh, man, that's got to be the Jordan 4s of all time. Yeah, I mean, I like the 11s. Penny's catalog will always be near and dear to my heart, but it's, it's definitely – and then there's some one-offs here and there, but it's definitely the Jordan 4s. I could rock the Jordan 4s all day. Okay, that's not a bad pick at all. All right, question number three. What's your wallpaper on your phone? The wallpaper on my phone, it rotates between my dog, me and my wife in the elevator in Napa, my kids. Yeah, it's, 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 it rotates be, between three or four, uh, three or four throughout the, throughout the month. Okay, I can get with that. That's dope. All right, number four. Which fictional family would you like to be a part of? Ooh-wee. There we go. So, lately, I don't want to be... Not recency bias. I do like the new Bel Air. Right? Okay. And, and, and it, it gives... That, that Uncle Phil gives me a lot of motivation. You know what I mean? Because um, based off of my, my, uh, my past, I didn't have too many men... Uh, that I could go to in my life that could, you know, set me straight and things like that. And even the OG Phil, uh, Uncle Phil, was was super dope. But I'm gonna have to go, man. I, I I probably wanted to be a part of that that Huxable family. Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, it'd be a little weird because outside of being a part of that family, I definitely had a crush on the moms. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah, but um that was a perfect 
that was the perfect duo when it came to parents, you know, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't no, it, it wasn't necessarily a good cop, bad cop situation, but you could, they had their roles where they did play the good cop on one side or the bad cop on one side. And she had this piercing look sometimes that is, just, she didn't even really have to say anything. And I, and obviously your, your pops being a, uh, a, a doctor, but well, he was a veterinarian, wasn't he? He was a some type of doctor. Something. I don't know if it was a vet or not. Not a vet. I think in one episode he did do something with a dog or something. Yeah, it's still undecided on what he really did, which makes it a little. Never mind. <laughs> I don't want to go. <laughs> but um, you know, to send to send those kids off uh, to college, and you know, we already know about the spinoff. That's probably one of the main reasons why I wanted to be a part of that family. I knew I would have been going to Hillman. Oh, for sure. For sure. But the only thing about that, though, low key, is you know if you was going to the mall with your friends and you asked for a couple dollars, Cliff was going to give you a 20. That was it. <laughs> you weren't about to get 50, 100. He was just too old for that. And I got some homies from back in the day when we used to go to the mall. They people used to get them like fifteen dollars uh-huh. to get jeans. Yeah. And at that point, you already know you at JC Penny. Yeah, yeah. And then we all, but we also talking about we also talking about the eighties, the eighties. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, to to a degree, we we did want to get certain things, but it's not like now where everybody is just trying to. The, to get the uh, the latest luxury brand, whatever it is, you know, it can be something that looks extremely terrible. You know, these artists, celebrities, athletes are trying to to get it and promote it. Some of these cats are just wearing stuff because they're getting a check. But, you know, I always say the 80s was just a different era where it was a little bit more free back then. Right, but we see we seen it in an episode where Theo wanted that Gartrell Garcon oh, shirt. Man, that's a classic episode right there. I cannot get that shirt out of my head. Hey, when did Lakers colors? It was black. It was it was gold and black. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So you going with the Huxtables? That's I'm your with, family yeah, that you picking? Yeah, I'm going with the Huxtables, man. All right, now this last question, I went back and forth with this because for you living on the West Coast, it's a little bit different. <laughs> so would you rather live without heat and AC or without social media? Oh, without social media, I go outside. <laughs> I go because look, <laughs> over here, over here, it doesn't get too hot. I mean, depending on where you at in, in, in Southern Cal. It just depends on where you at. Like if you stay near like the the dead the high desert, then yeah, it's gonna be pretty bad. The high desert can get up to like the the highest I've seen in uh, the high desert is one twenty one, right? And you get closer to Vegas. Vegas is you looking at a hundred degrees at eleven p.m. in Vegas in the summertime, right? So you know, and then obviously Phoenix can get a little bit hot. But it'll never really get that cold out here. The coldest we've ever seen, record breaking, is probably like somewhere in the in the high thirties before, um, and then the forties and stuff like that. But that's jacuzzi weather for us. As long as it's right. not raining, we just get in the jacuzzi. So we, I need the temperature, you know, because we'll complain about how cold it is one minute, 
And then the next minute we're going to complain about how hot it is. That's that's what we're looking forward to right now is that heat coming, a heat wave coming. So we can get in that water a little bit more. But I need AC. I need to be warm. So, yeah, I can just go outside, man. <laughs> hey, that's dope because I, I agree with you. Like, I'd rather get rid of social media in a heartbeat. Like, I can come home, throw my phone, and be good without it for the whole night. Yeah, yeah. And don't even think about it until the next day. Yeah, I, so, I do understand that I it's a part of our lives. It's it's still a part of our lives now because we we're adjusting to the new times. But like I said, being part of that family, I'm okay with going back to the '80s and the '90s where we had to go outside. But also, we had that beeper. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to have some change in your pocket to uh, get on that payphone. Yeah. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. Uh, all right, bro. Well, them the icebreaker questions. So now we can really just go ahead and dive into the most important matter. Uh-huh. One of the main reasons why we had to have this episode. Okay. The state of USC and Boosie <laughs> So for some people who don't know, which I'm pretty sure everybody know by now, um, UCLA, USC, coming to the Big Ten and what, 2024, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah, next season. This the last year in the WAC 12. So um, I'm going to let you go ahead and kick it off with your UCLA Bruins, bro. How you feel about it? Well, I'm excited because it's just, as of right now, it's just us two, if I'm not mistaken. Right. I've heard we've heard of some other programs trying to jump ship, but not necessarily uh, for the same conference. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on, although I've had I think I've seen some reports that other teams were trying to join the Pac-12 to replace those teams. But I'm excited because, you know, for the longest I, as a UCLA fan, obviously our rivals is, is USC. But, you know, in the, like separately. I've always said this. A lot of cats don't believe me, but outside of USC and the UCLA matchup, I'm actually going for USC because I was smart enough to know that they're the stronger football team. They've always been the stronger football program. And so I'm West Coast biased to the T. So right. when, when I want to say when they played Ohio State, when I think Matt Barkley was the yep. quarterback, uh, Taylor, I think Taylor Mays was on that team. Yep. Yeah, I was. I'm not gonna say I was a USC fan, but I dang sure wasn't going for Ohio State. You know what I mean? So it, it's one of those things where y'all guys go out of town. I'm rooting for y'all. Um, you know, when y'all played Texas in a championship game, I think uh, what was it, Oklahoma? Yep, we beat Oklahoma, beat Oklahoma in 2004. Y'all also beat Auburn, right? Yeah, Auburn was our opening game, like to really kick off the Pete Carroll, Matt Liner, Reggie Bush era. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who? Because the, they had Cadillac Williams on that team, right? And and uh, Cadillac Williams, Ronnie Brown, Ronnie Brown. Yeah. That, oh my god. Yeah. Mm. And Jason Campbell was their quarterback. Jason Campbell, shout out. <laughs> um, Raider great. Yeah, yeah, he is for that moment. But um, yeah, man. And then you know. Just that that squad and that USC squad in general was just nuts. We already know about the running backs that y'all had back there, and 
they were the show of the city. Like, cause you know, up in, you know, back then we didn't have any pro teams out here. Right. You know, so, and that was our pro team. Cause at one point we was like, no, Oregon and USC can beat some of these NFL. <laughs> they can beat some of these NFL teams, or at least give them a run for their money. But no, I've always been West Coast biased, man, because it, it had a lot to do with the music and it had a lot to do with the sports. So I'm like, regardless of if we rivals in the city, once y'all go out of town, I'm happy. Now both of us are going out of town, you know, basically. Right. And we're going into an, a, new, uh, a new environment. Um, we inheriting all kind of beefs and stuff. Like I'm getting more calls from people in the Midwest now. And we know uh, when it comes to the Midwest and it comes to the South, when it comes to football, they travel. You know, oh, yeah, because yeah, I mean, shout out to my boy Goldie from Talker Brother podcast. You know, he's with uh, South Alabama and I went to that game and, you know, they traveled. not taking away anything from that program. But, you know, the biggest school in Alabama is Alabama, you right. know, but that South Alabama squad, they had people out there. They had people outside, you know, it gave them their own little little section. So. Yeah, man, I'm 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 excited to see us uh, hold it down. It's it's kind of like one of those things, like uh, two cats in prison that hate each other or from different gangs, but they got each other's back while they're in there. <laughs> you know, we still not going, right. we still don't get along with each other, but we about to help each other through this journey. That's how I'm gonna look get at that it. common ground. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel the same way. I I really like the move because USC. On football wise, from a football perspective, is a major brand. Uh-huh. UCLA for basketball is a huge brand. So for both of those two sports to be in the Big Ten, which Saturday afternoon, uh-huh. it, they like pretty much dominate ESPN, ABC, um, even like with Notre Dame getting NBC, it's going to help major for both schools as far as getting USC and UCLA back on the map as instead of just being really big for people who know it, it's going to introduce a whole new fan base. Because uh-huh. some people don't even remember that USC was great. Like the recruits that's coming in now, they 18, 19 years old. So shoot, that would have made them like one or two when USC was at its best. Yeah. And then for like UCLA, like football wise, like they don't even remember the Deshaun Foster. Ah, we're gonna get to that. I'm glad you said it. that. I'm glad that's the first name that you said. <laughs> like it, they don't, they don't remember like how y'all had some some really good players over there. Uh-huh. Now, before we do that, before I say something, I need to ask you this because I don't think I've ever asked you who is your all time favorite UCLA player. When we talk about football or basketball, because when we go, we can do both. We can do both. Like mix them or do them separate. You can do them separate. That's fine. Oh uh, well, I mean basketball. Oh my god, basketball. It's a lot of players. We're gonna have Baron Davis. We're gonna have Westbrook, right. Kevin Love. I got to throw Kareem on there. That's four. Yep. And then that fifth spot. Oh, how could I even do this? And this is being point guard buys. You know, I got you notice I got three point guards on there already, or two point guards. Yeah. Uh, that that fifth spot, which should have been in the first spot, because this is actually the first. This is actually the first point guard uh, that I 
that 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 made me want to go to uh, UCLA, and that's Toby Bailey. Oh wow! Yeah, to- Toby Toby Bailey was one of those guys. He did make it to the league, but it didn't really pan out for him like I thought mm-hmm. it would. But as far as uh, UCLA is concerned, yeah, it, he was he was the he was the one that I looked uh, looked up to when it came to basketball. All right, now who you got for your football? Who your top five UCLA football players? Oh man, you know I'm gonna have my guy on there, uh, Troy Aikman. You gotta have Jonathan Ogden. Uh, I got I gotta have Deshaun Foster on there. I I, I watched him play. It's, it's basically his whole career. Uh, after that, look, man, don't laugh, but but K McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> K. McDowell and Maurice Anderson. <laughs> and of course, man, a Bay Area legend, uh, Maurice Jones Drew. Okay. I could do Mercedes Lewis on there too, but. Yeah, but it seemed like Mercedes Lewis been in the league so long, yeah. he didn't even go to college. Man, he's been in the league a long time. I'm actually proud of him, man. Like I gotta throw an honorable mention. One of my homies from back in the day, Jonathan Franklin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Shout out to Jonathan Franklin, man. We had yes, we sir. had some solid running backs back in the day, man. See, like for USC, it's different. Like I can just say top five from just the Pete Carroll era. Uh-huh. So if I'm going my five, and I don't even want to put them in order. But my all-time favorite USC player is probably Dwayne Jarrett. Dwayne Jarrett, that Dwayne that's Jarrett a, that, got lost. That's a that's a curveball. That's a curve. And and for all you historians out there, yes, I haven't forgot about Ken Norton Jr. and technically Jack <laughs> and technically Jackie Robinson played football yep. too. So I get it. But yeah, no, like Jackie Robinson is his own category. Yeah, I, and I Norton. and I identify him more with uh, baseball. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. But me, like Dwayne Jarrett is my all-time favorite USC player. He ain't had a speed, but, man, he was getting open, catching everything. And, I mean, the man was just cold. He got to the NFL and nothing he, happened He was him, from uh, Jersey, wasn't he? Yep, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, New Brunswick. Yeah, yeah. And then I got Lindell <laughs> before before the tequila. <laughs> Uh, Ray Maluga. Oh, man. Monster. Um, Monster. Who else? Man. Adoree Jackson. Okay. That's recent. My fifth. Oof. All right. So this one is kind of weird because he should have been USC starting quarterback, but he kind of got lost in the recruiting game. But we have this quarterback named Aaron Court. And he was supposed to be good. And he had all the, the everything. He had the arm. He can move. But he just got lost in a numbers game with the five stars and the oh, high four star yeah. ranking. And he ended up going to Richmond. Oh, so man. Aaron Court was that dude, too. Um, but Sharice Wright at corner, um, Biggie Marshall. Man, there's so many people I can go with, man. I don't even think I said Ray Maluga. What's your boy that end up? Uh, oh, don't rest in peace to our boy that uh, that was on the line that played for the Raiders. 
Oh, oh, shoot. Dang. We talk about him all the time, Russell. too. Darren Russell. Yeah. Russell. Or Daryl Russell. Daryl Russell. Yo, I, I got to give a special shout out to my JJ Stokes, Danny Ooh. Farmar, Freddie Mitchell. Yo, Freddie Mitchell used to be a wild boy. Off the fast, Freddie. <laughs> Freddie Mitchell, man. <laughs> hey, Freddie was a character. Yeah, he was. He was. He really was. And then I, 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 I had a special for a long time because one of my one of my favorite receivers of all time was a Bronco. I know, but um, Ed McCaffrey was a monster, and yes. so I had a special taking to white receivers. So that's why you know Danny Farmar. He didn't pan out in the league at all. But he was one of my favorite uh, UCLA receivers, though. See, you you caught me off guard because I, I was listening, but I had looked at something real quick, and all I heard was white Bronco. So I thought you was talking about my godfather, OJ. <laughs> I said, yeah, shout out to OJ. Oh, man, don't get me canceled. <laughs> but, hey. No, I'm tired of that. Hey, we finna get OJ some love, man. People be acting like he was just some bum, bro. Been acquitted. He don't get no mentions at the Hall of Fame or nothing. Yeah, they. I think. I think that's their way of kind of like blackballing them. Like you got, you got us, but like as far as everything else, we're not about to give you no type of, no type of love. And that's why he took the Twitter for a minute. But ever since Elon Musk took over, everybody Twitter is messed up right now. Yeah, yesterday Twitter was tripping. Oh man, I thought the server. Boy, talking about he finna put a eight hundred view limit on it if you ain't got the check mark. Yeah, I'm not. He he not about to. I don't think he gonna force me into paying. I mean, I love Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't think I'm gonna be out there paying for Twitter. I come from the 2009 no. class where it was is a little bit more fun and people was less sensitive. Yeah, I miss social media back when it was just like Facebook when it was for college students only. Yeah, yeah. Now, hey, so you with us talking about OJ? Like, let me ask you a question because this is gonna go into like us talking about football before we get to our beloved Raiders. I've been thinking about this. Let's say Deshaun Watson, he come back to form. Uh-huh. He back to his trajectory that he was going on to be one of the best top five quarterbacks in the league. If everything goes right, he take Cleveland, win a championship. Let's just give him a championship. Uh-huh. Put up 25,000 yards passing. Uh-huh. Will he get into the Hall of Fame considering everything he got going on off the field? I think uh, I think it, it uh, well for one, once you, once you mess up as a black athlete, that's that's just a strike against you. That's just how it is. You know, it's that role. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you if you get a if you get a record, you know, off the off the field, off the court. And it, it pretty much stays with you for a while. But I, I am a, a huge believer in win, winning cures everything, you know. Yep. So if you win, especially you winning, if you win with the squad that he's currently on, you winning over there in the Midwest. That matters a lot. These are cats that watch that still watch football games in the bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um I think so when if the stats is undeniable, you bring a chip to an organization that really hasn't been that important or at least consistently important. Yeah, I think he gets there. I think they're gonna play around. Then you know, they they might push him down. He might not be uh out the gate. It might take him a while, but you know, I think he'll get there. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he's going to get there, but it might be on some Legends Committee stuff. Like, same thing with um Ocho. I think Ocho should have been in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. But because of the situation he had off the field, some of his antics. Well, I ain't going to call them antics but because that's what they say. But some of the things that's celebrated now wasn't celebrated back then. So I feel like it hurts him. Like that whole head button situation, you know, and I don't like to bring up stuff like that because, man, everybody already know what it is. If you look at the whole T.O. situation, like I, I believe and I got I got T.O. probably as one of my best receivers of all time. I All right. Let's put it like this. I know I'm going to uh, piss off your audience a little bit, but I got T.O. over Randy Moss. Ooh, yeah, I've, I've always had. I can't say you wrong. Yeah, I got. I and it's not even a, it's not even a numbers thing. The reason why I started uh, to have a passion to uh, for football is because I knew the small things, the small things about football that a lot of people don't talk about. I was really into those fourth and inches. You know what I'm saying? To where pause. Yeah, I, yeah, pause. That's a huge pause. Um, but like, I knew how important that offensive and that defensive line was. I also knew the the heart that you had to have going across the middle and giving up on giving up on plays just I I wasn't used to that. You know what I mean? So I I knew receivers came with this attitude of the, the prima donna attitude, but T.O. wasn't no walk in the park. He wanted to, you know what I'm saying? I remember that I remember his come out game. I think it was against Green Bay, if I'm not in the playoffs. Yeah. And that's when I was he dropped like three touchdown passes or something like that. And then when he caught one and got rocked in the end zone, I think that's when he started crying. <laughs> he started crying. Yeah. But bro, he was ugly crying. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So you can't ugly cry with no with like no facial hair and braces. No, nah, man. And he 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 basically played on a broken leg in the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. so his will to try to win. I think if I had to I would say him and Jimmy Butler are in the same boat, you know, but I do believe that Terrell Owens came with a little bit of pettiness to him. The best touchdown celebration I've ever seen was actually him running back to the Dallas star, even though he said he didn't mean it that way, but you kind of know, you know what I mean? So yeah. He did it twice. (laughs) He did it twice. (laughs) He did it twice. George, George Teague, yeah, them, George though. Teague wasn't having that the second time. And, and yo, Emmett, don't try to come on now. Don't do that. That's nasty. And yeah, Emmett is not the best running back of all time. It's Barry Sanders. Oh, for sure. You can go Walter Payton too. Either one. Yeah, and I'll take Marshall Falk over uh, Emmett Smith. Hey, so that's crazy that you say Marshall Falk. So I kind of like fell in love with football. And, like, football video games, probably, like, Mad 96, Mad 97. And I played with the Colts. Uh-huh. It was Marshall Falk in this dang on running back name, Roosevelt Potts. Roosevelt Potts. And <laughs> I used to kill on Madden with them. And ever since then, I've been a big Marshall Falk fan. Yeah, man. San Diego State. Oh, yeah. Put them on the map. Now they trying to go. I don't know where they going. I know they get out the Mountain West. San Diego, um, they they got Marshall Falk and they got Kawhi Leonard. It's not bad. 
Yeah, I wouldn't brag too much about. Yeah, that. not right now. Not right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, Marshall Falk, man, you just took me back, like for real. Cast on, because a lot of people it's just like nowadays when it comes to some of these celebrities and stuff like that, they didn't know, you know, some of these cats that got podcasts and some of these sports analysts, they didn't know used to be this type of artist or used to be this type of athlete. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, these guys, these cats was cold on the field and on the court, man. They, you, a lot of people will sit up there and laugh uh, on, on how Reggie, Reggie Miller get down behind that, that broadcasting table, but y'all don't know. Yeah. That boy give you a quick eleven points in about seven, <laughs> with no dribbles too. And what hurts Reggie Miller, man, is we got Steph, Ray Allen came. Then like Reggie's most iconic moment was killed by uh, Tracy McGrady. But, but here's a, here's a, here's what helped him out though. He played against some cats though, you know, yeah. and he he was he was one of the first guards to say, "I really don't care who MJ is." Like I'm trying to send him home, you know. When yeah. when there is a long line of people saying that they feared MJ when he stepped on the court, they said Reggie didn't care about none of that. Riverside Reggie didn't care about nothing. MJ, <laughs> he didn't care about none of that. Hey, he couldn't because you got the best female player of all time at the crib. Yo, sister, and, they, and a lot of people were saying that she was overall better than him, and they both went to rival colleges. That was beautiful. Yes, uh, she went to the best school, though. She made the right choice. Yeah, subjective. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. So now it's time. It's time to take it to the... You're going to be cool with it, but to me, the most depressing yeah. part of this episode... Yeah, yeah I know. We got to talk about them damn Raiders. Yeah, I know, man. I know. Oh, I know. God. The only... The, you, know, you, know, you know it's bad when I'm excited that... We got the tight end that we got. And I don't know if they yes. out, out here Adobe illustrating this guy because when I looked up his actual um, attributes, it, I, I think he's listed as 6'4". Mm-hmm. But they keep showing this photo of him next to the other draft picks in the class and it's like he looks like a tall offensive lineman. Yeah. And I'm like, I I know a couple of six four, six five, six six cats. He doesn't. I mean, that's not that tall to me. But you know, on the field, he looks pretty. You know, so I'm excited for that because that's a that's a nice weapon that uh, uh, Garoppolo can. Have, if Garoppolo is going to be able to play with his foot, you know, we don't know. But um, see, you excited about a tight end? Yeah, that's gonna be catching passes <laughs> from Garoppolo, <laughs> bro. That's awful. Hey, because because look, even with the addition of Marcus Peters, I don't none of the, in this in in today's game. And I'm a basketball player, so I it, it catches me. It, it takes a while for me to understand the 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 philosophy and the change of the game in football. But I do know this. You cannot touch the quarterback at all. And mm-hmm. one little grab and they throwing that yellow flag. You can't get physical on that field anymore. You know what I mean? So, but at the same time, with you know, like I said, if you can't grab, if you can't jam for a certain amount of time or anything like that, there's no purpose of a DB. 
So I have to glorify or, or hope that we can get some type of pass rushing. We got Mad Max over there. You know, Mad Max, I, I say he, he's like the Alex Caruso uh, for the Lakers at, at one point. Like, he just pretty much came out of nowhere. He worked himself up. And now mm-hmm. he's D-man over there. If we don't have a pass rush, it don't matter what DB you have over there. Well, I mean, two of our top three picks in the draft were defensive linemen. We got to do Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. And then, uh, what was his name? Byron, Byron Young, Young from Alabama. Yeah. That one, I'm, I'm, I'm more cool with the Byron Young than the Tyree Wilson. The Tyree, once he came out with that suit, I got nervous. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> history shows, history shows that majority of these cats that come out humble, don't say too much, not too flashy. Those are the ones that get the work done. Okay, you're not gonna have too many cats live up to "Must Be the Money" video. You know, you not <laughs> prime right. prime time was prime time because he could. He could talk and back it up. A lot of these cats, man, I believe some of these new players don't even watch their sports. They just play it. Yeah. So, yeah. We we had that conversation about basketball like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, Anthony Edwards said it. He confirmed it. He said, man, I didn't even even watch basketball like that. Yeah, that's why LeBron gets so much love for basketball because he's a student of the game. Uh, Like, for me... At my age, like football is everything. Like I can sit here, watch stuff, and see all hey, oh, this about to happen before it even happened. You can look at a corner and tell, like, yeah, he about to get roasted. You can tell the safety is out of position. I was saying Jonathan Abrams was whack, but after preseason, when his rookie year, yeah, and they just wouldn't switch him. To, I think he would have been a solid linebacker. He would have been undersized, but he could hit like a linebacker. Yeah, in some cases, he can hit harder yeah, than a linebacker. Yeah, and but I mean, his first year, we don't we gonna let that go. But I can see in that preseason, he got hurt. But then that second year, bro, he was just doing too much, yeah. man. But I mean, he kept I hurting himself on the sideline. He kept he yeah, kept he hitting hit he kept hitting equipment. <laughs> bro, out here hitting props. Did he look for for y'all don't understand. There's a difference between how he was getting hurt and how Bob Sanders used to get hurt. Bob Sanders yes. used to he used to sacrifice his body hitting players. Yep. You know. Yep. But it was like Bob Sanders, the white friendly, Robert Mathis, they was legit. They was in sync. Yeah. But Jonathan Abrams was just a whole nother type of animal. Bro was yeah. away from the play, hitting stuff. Remember what was old boy name? His dad used to be in the league. Uh I can't think of his name right now. Uh, that play the tight end from Miami from back in the day that got in trouble. Jeremy Shockey? No, not Jeremy Shockey. He was on. I think he was on that. Oh, th- Kellen Winslow. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's who Avery remind me of. <laughs> Yo, you want to talk about the kid who had some issues, man? man. Like, hey, Kellen Winslow. Supposed to be in that dude, but I don't even want to talk too much about him. Him and Darren Sharper. Darren, <laughs> oh let them be. man, so that's sad. But no, um, with the Raiders, man. Overall, I'm not excited about the season. The thing I am excited about is if this season goes so bad, we can get Caleb Williams. Obviously, <laughs> that or they so bad that they petition them out of Vegas. I'll take that too. 
They're not going to. They're not going to. They're looking. They're not doing that, though, because they just got there. They're getting the baseball team. They got the hockey team that's popping right now. Yes. They're just waiting on that basketball team to come over here to complete the whole thing. I'm okay with a basketball team coming to Vegas, but as long as it's not the Sonics, I want the Sonics to go back to Seattle first. Yeah. So wait, do you, are you? Is there going to be another? No, it can't be another expansion because it's pretty much even. So they are they pushing OKC or is it Sacramento that's losing the team? I don't know. I, I think both in good position. If Chet Holmgren come back. I say snatch yeah, okay. No. See, I ain't, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not that mad at the fan base out there. But come on, y'all are football. That's football yeah. over there, okay, at the end of the yeah. day. And y'all one of the latest cities to get a team. Sacramento been there. They've been established. They got history. So lead them along. Y'all take OKC away. Y'all be okay with the Sooners. <laughs> y'all yeah, be okay. No, but, I mean, I would say add a team or two. And then do some re- um, conference realignments because Minnesota should be in the East. That's a fact, man. I don't know why they're way over here. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand that. Just like I don't know how I don't understand how Kansas City is in the AFC West. Right. Both, but I mean, you can't take them out because that'll be a really bad division without them. That I mean, that's true. But I mean, prior to that, we had Seattle. We had Seattle up in there. Hmm. Oh, they don't remember that old yeah, AFC no. West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Shout out to It'll Ricky Waters. Us, San Diego. I think we should have the 49ers. Oh, that'll be crazy right there. And maybe the Rams. Yeah, they might have, man. I think they messed this all up. Raiders is not supposed to be in Vegas. A team could be in Vegas, but not the Raiders. I don't think Vegas d- d- deserve the Raiders, even though uh, the Raiders is not, you know, making my point look good. But that's a historical franchise right there. You either leave it where they at because we accepted the Oakland move, or you send them back to their home base. Yeah, go back to L.A. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I, – well, I'm not going to say I don't like it. I said last on my last episode, like we have to understand that the Raiders no longer have that old school mystique. Yeah, it's gone. We are a whole different type of team now. We don't have like the the bad boys. Well, we have rugs, but that's a different story. But we don't have like the bad dudes who you love to root for. When did it fall? In your in your opinion, when did it fall off? When did it fall off? Yeah. Whew. I would probably say right after that loss to Tampa. Ooh. In the Super Bowl. Ooh. That's a long time ago. We had Yeah, because at that point we was old. Yeah. It was Jerry Rice. Oh my Tim God. Brown, Jerry Rice with Rich the Braves. Gannon. I'm gonna let you shout out your favorite linebacker. Greg Beaker. Greg Beaker. <laughs> that's my guy right there, man. That's a <laughs> clock in, clock out. Linebacker, man. I love him. Yeah, we was old. Bill Romanowski, Eric Allen. I remember Rod I Whitton. remember when Bill Romanowski came to the squad. It was awkward. It was a fit personality-wise, but it was like, this is an ex-Bronco right here. That's like a Celtic coming over here to play for it. Right. Yeah, but I'm saying like, after that, what else was it that showed like the Raiders? Sebastian? 
Yeah, kicker. <laughs> he, he he was, but he was in them bar. <laughs> yeah, his little fat ass was out there. Yeah, out of shape, looking like Luca and Joker, but he was <laughs> he was kicking them fifty yarders, and he was fighting cats up in them bars. That was it. Yeah, though. but that's the problem. He can only hit 50, 60 yard field goals, like forty and thirty. Yeah, no chance. It was a struggle. It, it was a struggle. Yeah, yeah. But he is. Yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. Like the Raiders fell off. After like 2003, 2004. Mm, that's so and sad. us as true Raiders fans, we still be holding out that hope like, oh, yeah, he's a Raider. He fits that style. Like when Marshawn came back, we was hopeful to get that swagger and bravado back from him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it don't work. Now we got Marcus Peters. And like I said before, he embodies that old school Raider mentality. But he's one of 53 as yeah, one because i don't even because even though uh b small had success in seattle i still feel like he was awkward playing for yeah. seattle you know what i mean right right because they was russell russell wilson and his less ride and sherm with his smart alecky ways but yeah, we know what um earl thomas was on <laughs> but yeah he just didn't fit he was uncomfortable and he was kind of uncomfortable as a raider too because again he was one of 53 uh-huh. that everybody in the town loves you but your teammates didn't understand what was going on yeah. and what your impact was yeah at least i know seattle understood him it's just that Politics came into that Super Bowl play. We already know that. That's going that that haunts them for the rest of their lives. Because you, because yeah. because I don't care. Every I, I, you you can get ten downs on that goal line. Every down, I'm giving it to Beast Mode, and I'm pretty sure he's gonna get in there before fourth down. Right, but in my way, the way I look at it, it helps him because now he's it's always a what if. So what if they would have gave it to Marshawn Lynch? Like, he is a media darling now. Yeah. Like, I just seen something where he did something with Applebee's in Buffalo. And I think I see that it's too. like, if you Marshawn Lynch, you score that touchdown plus all that. I'm just here so I don't get fined um, with, the, with the press conference and stuff. Like, you're golden. Yeah. But even without getting it, you can say, Pete Carroll jagged me. Yeah. He took it out of my hands. That's out of my control. Y'all talk to him, and it's going to keep that story going. Yeah, yeah. The whole team was pretty much was pretty much upset outside of Russell because even though – even Russell, he, he could be considered a stand-up guy. And this is the guy that you would pretty want, much want your daughter to date because he's a square. Uh, but at the same time, it's like – that was a play that we knew that was solely for him to to win that that you know Super Bowl MVP trophy. At the end of the day, it was like nah, just win the game. Y'all didn't want to give it to to Marshawn because that's it, it. Takes me back to the whole Kobe thing. You know what I'm saying? Like we y'all don't want to give him the final. Y'all don't want to give him the the league MVP because of oh okay, I get it, I get it. Marshawn didn't want to. He didn't. He didn't want to talk to y'all like that. He wasn't about to put on a persona. He is who he is. He never changed. Right. And he was doing the silent protest when y'all didn't know. Right, but that's how the NFL is now as a whole. It, that started it right there, where 
coaches and offensive coordinators get all these jobs and f- like force their quarterback to throw 50 times a game for 5,000 yards and just to hang their head on it say, oh, I had this quarterback and he was the MVP. I should get this job again. I'm actually disappointed. I'm actually disappointed in Pete Carroll. But man. that's – that's I don't know, man. But they should have definitely let Marshawn run that joint in at the one-yard line yeah. and let dealt with the consequences because he would have been able to handle it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, you know you know this being a, a former football player, bro. Passing it uh, – a passing play on the goal line – that's just a recipe of disaster. Right. But at the same time, I'm happy for uh, Malcolm Butler because that catapulted his career. That is true. That what well, cornerback I, getting that pick. Yeah, but I making it happen. This is also I mean, this is shit else after. This is also hey, hey you shout out to Larry Brown. You want to talk about a cat that <laughs> did nothing after <laughs> With the Cowboys, yeah, yeah, no, nah, but I was out. It was, it was the, it was the Patriots, though. Right, I hate the Patriots. Yeah, everything yeah, sure. about them, and now we got a Patriot that's leading our team. That's the uh, only thing that I can't be mad at is there's some changes that's being made, you know. But I don't like the fact that it's looking like uh, a Patriot 2.0 in our locker room yes we need to clean up our image but we did we won under chaos you know what i mean but that was that was decades ago you know the mystique like you said is gone to that to your point is gone because everything that was left the residue of what the raiders is the mystique um that's being wiped away by a former patriots uh coach Coach GM, yeah. well, I think he was like the assistant GM or something, associate GM or whatever. Yeah, and then we about to add a cat. No, um, I I don't necessarily like the direction because, like you said, we was one under chaos. Like Gruden and Mayock might have did some weird things, but we were still winning. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I don't know of a lot of people that know about, and I just read about it myself for the first time was. Um, what's his name? Antonio Brown uh-huh. saying that Mark Davis was the one that got him traded. Yeah, that he asked for it. Though. Like, yeah, he asked Mark Davis. He was like, "Hey, I don't want to be a Raider. I don't like y'all culture." Yeah, and yeah. could you get me up out of here before you? He's like, "You don't even got to pay me. Yeah. Just get me out of here." Yeah, yeah. And he said, he, and that's one thing. Like his screws might be loose, but he was smart enough to know, like, dog, don't even waste your money on me. Yeah, just you know, and that. And that hurt because at that time, that's when I know me and you was talking. I'm like, Carr finally got a number one receiver at that moment. And then all this with the helmet and his feet. And I'm like, oh, my God. But prior to that, they show videos. And this, this, I hope y'all learned y'all lesson by now is that it doesn't matter what these players, what these coaches, what these owners, what these GMs say. Everything is supposed to be media, supposed to be, uh, you know, you have your your PC and your PRs. They're going mm-hmm. to say stuff just so you can keep the heat off of them. But I've seen I've seen organizations say, yeah, no, we're going we're going to offer Blake Griffin the max. And then he got traded right after that. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't believe it. Well, I seen Derek Carr kids running around with what you call the kids and it's like okay this seems a little bit forced 
Then yeah. the next thing you know, he doesn't like the helmet. His feet is is deteriorating. He can't play. Yeah. yeah, we know what it is. Yeah, a lot of this stuff, man. The media controls it, and I don't even even though we do podcasts and stuff, I don't like to be associated with that. But a lot of it is media driven. Like we talked about this whole Dame Lillard thing. Yeah. Over the last two weeks since the season ended, everything was Dame needs to get to Miami. Uh-huh. Dame needs to go, request a trade so he can go to Miami. Then yesterday, <laughs> Dame requests that trade, and now the only place he's gonna go is Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing like, with it's uh, weird. It's like same thing with um with Bradley Bill though. Bradley Bill said, "Yeah, no, nah, I I want to go to Phoenix. If y'all send me anywhere else, I'm just gonna veto it." Right. And now that's probably about to happen with Embiid next. Yeah, pretty much, you know. So, so we'll say by the trade deadline, the media will be on them saying, "Hey, you need to get out of there. You the lone star left. You and Tobias Harris." So request a trade. Request a trade. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, all right, bro. Let me let me um, ask you this. It's been twenty three years. Since the tuck rule. Uh-huh. Was it a fumble? Yeah. I Brady knows a fumble. You know what I'm saying? And you know what, Charles? Well, you can tell that they're in a better space now. And obviously they went to the same uh school. So there's there there's that. You know what I mean? But you can tell Charles Woodson is still it, it still kind of hurts him because um, that's why I got a lot of respect for him. I, and I got him as number one, as my number one DB of all time, by the way, over Dion, but I'm non-biased. I know Dion is the best, but in my personal top five, uh, I got Charles Wilson up there. And that's because, um, at the time I felt like Dion wasn't out there running up and getting sticking tackles in like that, but that's, you know, that's different. Um, right. but I think, I, I think um Charles Witchin is still hanging on to that. That was a bad call. That was that was a real bad call. And that kind of like I I think I think I go deeper than that. I think pause. I think that when it comes to the Raiders, we are the black sheep of the NFL. I think that's where some of that comes from. But I also feel like the league knows that we are important to the league. We're set it, we're different. We all we got like before before these teams had alternate black jerseys and stuff like that, we wore black every other, you know, every other game. You know what I'm saying? So we the only ones that had basic colors, but you know, it, it was something to it. And right. when Al Davis did what he did against the league, I think that that pretty much <laughs> they was like game on. So when I look at some yeah. of these games that we are close in or when we do catch momentum in the season or something like that. Something is going to happen, and I wouldn't even call it a curse. I'm not. I'm not like some. I don't believe that when when it comes to like some of these other squads that they believe have a curse over them. Nah, it's not a curse. I think it's just they not messing with us like that. I think it get it. It, it had to be a point where it's like I don't know if it's a contract or where they're gonna be like for the next thirty years. We're gonna make sure y'all don't get to where y'all need to get to. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if Al Davis or his son made any type of deals on the side, but nah, man, that was a bad call overall. That hurt. That hurt right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I remember exactly where I was at when I watched it. 
I remember being, we just finished the high school basketball game. Shannon Brown killed us. And I was at, we supposed to have a lock-in after the game where everybody like spend the night at the school and be on some weirdo stuff. But we ended up not having a lock-in. I was coming home. Um, this one chick hit the beeper. Yes, still had a beeper back there. Huh. But hit the beeper, told us to come through, having a little get-together at our house. We sitting down there in the basement watching the game. And it happened. Bro, I was so sick. I just got up and left. Yeah. Like, it absolutely was a fumble. Yeah. But they try to spin it and it propel Brady because there's certain things that propel certain people yeah. to be what they want them to be uh-huh. because they needed somebody to go up against um, Peyton Manning. Right. And it pushed Brady to that stratosphere. Right. But we should have got. <laughs> that ring that year. Yeah. And I'm still sick behind it. That's a fact. That's a fact. Because number one, we got blew out by Shannon Brown and Proviso East. Number two, I left the party. And then number three, we didn't get a ring. Yeah. That was bad, man. That was bad. That that actually changed his career around. And then from there, he didn't ran off, you know. He had a journey after that. You know, that's why I probably got a little bit. I got, I got, I always had love for, I mean, Peyton Manning, you know, is one thing, but Eli Manning will always have something to talk about on Thanksgiving. You know, he will, oh, yeah. he will always he, have. He better get in the Hall of Fame just for doing what he did against the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Cause we always, when we think of Peyton, we automatically think of, Brady as well. <clears throat> and we think about those two going head to head, et cetera, et cetera. But it, and then it was jokes about the little brother. You know, he doesn't look like a quarterback and he's not, he's, he'll never be as good as his brother. His brother is this, that, and the third. But his brother took down your nemesis twice. <laughs> yep. Twice. And that's what's crazy because they all say, everybody was saying for years, Peyton Manning can't win the big one. But Eli. Wins the big one, and they say that's all he did. Yeah, that's crazy, and that's crazy. We know at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, we're taking Peyton over Eli, but it doesn't matter because when it comes down to the game, you just need to show up for that game. I don't really care about the regular mm-hmm. season matchups after that. If y'all meet in, if y'all meet in the playoffs and or the Super Bowl, that's what matters to me. I don't care about the head, the head on. Uh, the head-to-head matchups in the regular season. That's just a regular season. Y'all either go play each other twice if y'all are in the same division or once. And that's going to be every other year or something like that. But when right. y'all link up in the playoffs and don't let it be the major stage, that's where that's where it matters. And I know Brady be thinking about that. He can sit on his high horse, and I salute him. And he's from, technically, you know, he's from Cali. So I, you know, so I got to give him a little love, but at the end of the day, I know his ego. I know his ego, and I know it bothers him that he lost not once but twice. He might accept one, but two. Oh man, that's a different type of like we talk about cats that uh, have this uh, table, you know, of champions. And although Eli only has two rings, those two rings feel like seven. Yeah. So see that kind of go back to the Deshaun Watson thing. Like if Deshaun wins a championship for the Browns, that that's equal to like LeBron with the Cavs. 
Yeah, it 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 he'll have to create that 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 moment. Right now, people don't people don't necessarily care for him right now. And right. but a couple of years, what was that? A couple of years ago, when the Browns played Kansas City in the um, that was the AFC Championship, right? Or no, that was the game. I want to say it was the division. Yeah, to go and and I'm on record as saying I know I'm not just, I'm not saying this because I hate Kansas City. Kansas City was supposed to lose that game. Yeah. He was supposed to lose that game, but that was the last time that that run right there would have helped that organization right there. You know, that would have really they they are a solid football team, you know, and mm-hmm. and they've been up and down, but Cleveland has been pretty pretty solid. They got some pieces over there, um, and and they got the quote unquote Michael Jordan of quarterbacks. Not not really, but we understand what she's trying to say. Um, he got a long road ahead of him. A long road ahead of him. He will have to win a Super Bowl to get everything wiped off his right, at least expunged. They're gonna bring it up in his thirty for thirty anyway. Oh, for sure. Or if gonna do, he's gonna get a thirty for thirty. If, if they don't bring it up, Malika Andrews will. <laughs> oh my god! I'm actually t- for the website. I'm actually typing a a, a blog out about ESPN and what they doing and how I feel about it from my perspective. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, because that's crazy. You talk, you you know, talk about I, I feel Friday. like Stephen A. Smith is the one that's doing the firing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. W- which is weird though, because they said, uh, when, when Max got, a lot of people don't remember this. Max got fired twice. Okay. Because he, yep. he was, he was going, Stephen A. Couldn't now when it comes to basketball, I can give Max is solid when it comes to football. Uh, little he uh, maybe average a little bit above average. He couldn't mess. Stephen A. couldn't mess with him when it came to that boxing and when it came to hip hop. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a lot of people don't remember, but uh, Stephen A. got called out by a couple of athletes before about his culturedness, you know, in in a way. Yeah. And Max is well respected in the black community. In general, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so when when Max was hitting them with certain lines that Stephen A. couldn't recite and things like that, and when you came to that boxing, Max know his, his, his he know how to talk about his boxing. It kind of like made Stephen A. look kind of bad a little bit, you know what I mean. And when and it, you know T.O. said it, he said Max is more black than you. That hurt his soul. <laughs> yeah. That hurt his soul. So. Yeah, I believe it. I believe Stephen A. got a lot of. If you look at, if you look at the firings, bro, it just don't make sense. How is Molly Sage still, Malika Andrews still there, but Jalen Rose is gone? Steve Young, Todd McShay, Todd McShay, that one really hurt. And Susie Colbert. Yeah, man. Like you pretty much got rid of your whole Monday Night Football crew. And her IG post was like emotional. Like she had been, I didn't know she had been there that long. You know what yeah. I mean? And just like Black Friday, like that. And, and then you highlight it with, don't get, I like JJ. JJ is, yeah. I like JJ podcast, but you don't, don't I, I, the next tweet or, or, or the next graphic shouldn't have Kendrick Perkins on it at all. No. You know, we already know that y'all was using him for these crazy takes that he was taking. And he goes at it with Stephen A, but we know they friends behind. Y'all not paying him that much. He, it's like it's like they got Kendrick Perkins on a rookie deal. Yeah. 
Well, you know, all this really boils down to is they gave a lot of money to Pat McAfee. Yeah. And you got Pat McAfee plus Stephen A. Smith. They making bang. Yeah. Like even um what's his name? Kirk Herbstreet for the cook for the football side. Oh man. Um college football. Like he makes a nice amount. I think they just re up Max. So he got or maybe Keyshawn, one of them. They just got sixteen mil and then got laid off, but they get to keep all that. Kirk Herbstreet, so, he deserves it though. You know, I can't I can't I can't watch, I can't even get my Saturday without him though. Right. Because he's kind of replacing what Lee Corso brought for 30 years. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's hopefully, and I don't want to say it and be an asshole, but hopefully this is like it for Lee Corso. Let's give him a goodbye farewell <laughs> tour and let that be done. Lee Corso don't even be knowing what games he be at anymore. Bro, he be putting on frog helmets for Georgia and <laughs> Bama. I, I think he be he be forgetting that they is everything is live. <laughs> yes, bro. And yeah, as he getting older, he need to say pause a lot more. Yeah, it's like your boy on uh, every uh, every New Year's Eve. What um, what you call it? The countdown. Dick Clark. Dick, oh my God. Dick Clark, Dick Clark, and Lee Corso, boy, you put them in the wrong. Well, well, Dick Clark passed away, I believe. Oh, shit. <laughs> so let's not put them in the room yet. <laughs> Wait, let me look because yeah, I'm we like gotta sure, check on that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think Dick Clark passed away, but I don't remember. But let me see. Yeah, he died at damn twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah. Really? Dick Clark been gone a minute. Cause they started giving um Ryan Seacrest and Steve Harvey New Year's Eve. He that was in 2012? Yeah, bro. I feel like I feel like I just seen that is crazy. I mean, California got that good tree, so you might have seen Dick Clark. He definitely died in Santa Monica. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's say um, you you seeing Dick Clark. Yeah. Let's hope not, bro. Unless yeah. you're a median. No, I remember seeing them on TV, and I remember they said, I mean, I ain't, I, not they, I actually seen it. He was struggling on TV. I think that's, yeah. I think that was probably was the time where they was like, yeah, it's, it's time for us to make some change. <laughs> to make some change. Shit, I mean, he was like, what, like 84 or something when he died? 82. Yeah. 82. He was old. That's a good life, though. Well, bro, I got a question before we end this episode because we didn't ran long. Xavier gonna have a good one. Edit this one. Yeah, hey, no, <laughs> hey, we can't forget. I you you gonna be surprised about my 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 top five all time though. Oh, college, yeah, I got. Come on, Reggie Bush. That's my yes. Reggie Bush is up there. He might be top top three or top two. Oh, that's right. This is the top five of all time. Yeah, top five of all time. College. Ooh. College football. Yes. Reggie Bush, Peter Warwick, Eric Crouch, Deshaun yeah. Foster, Charles Woodson. I'm pretty much with you, but I'm taking out. Wait, you said Reggie Bush, Peter Warwick. Eric Crouch. Uh-huh. Who else? Peter Warwick. Peter Warwick, yep. Deshaun Foster and Charles Woodson. Deshaun Foster. Yeah, I know you're gonna take out this phone. <laughs> I'm taking Deshaun Foster out and putting in Mike Vick. Yeah, I like. Oh, all right, 
I know a ooh, this gonna this gonna stir up a lot of arguments. I actually like I actually like Atlanta Falcons Mike Vick more than college Mike Vick. Mm, yeah, I can understand. What why. was that, 2007, 2008? When they had what, what, his best year? Yeah. When he had a peerless price. Who else was Roddy it? White? Huh? A young Roddy White? Roddy White was on the other side. Uh, the wide receiver from uh, Ohio State. Fen- what was his name? Fen- Fen- what was his name? Uh, Brian Fennerin. Ba- Brian Fennerin. Fat ass Algie Crumpler. <laughs> Yo, EA. Man, that was a squad right there, at least offensively. Man, what was this? What was the dude name from uh, Ohio State? Who was who was the running back then? He War, uh, Dunn was on that. Peter Ward, not Peter Ward. Ward Dunn, Dunn yeah. TJ Duckett. TJ Duckett. There you go. Yeah. No, I mean your list is great. I mean the only person I would swap out is um, I'll put Michael Vick in over Deshaun Foster, but Eric Crouch might be the greatest. Uh, I don't want to say quarterback, but the greatest athlete that I've ever seen. Yeah, man, look, for all the look, I know how they was going crazy down there in Florida and across the world. I understand who Tebow was, but yeah. Tebow don't hold a candle to Eric. Oh, my God. They could not run. Look, that option that they was running in Nebraska, they can't do it in the league. Okay. No. But in college, I did I've never boy when you talk about blue eye soul. <laughs> you better watch no. out for Eric Cross, bro. Yo, he's you know out of there. Honorable mention. Who's that? Ron Dane. Ron Dane. I did think I did think of Ron Dane. I did. I promise you I Ron thought of Ron Dane. Dane with fat ass was moving. I did think of him. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, one of Heisman at Wisconsin, overweight, sloppy, yep. slow, but was moving. But was Ricky moving. Williams, Reggie Williams, yeah, yeah. I remember. So, uh, yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna have to text you and get this information, and I'm gonna put the blog up, and we're gonna go into this again and post it mm-hmm. because we can do a top ten. Because there's some names that we definitely gonna leave out just off of like Percy Harvin. Percy Harvey, yeah, yeah, and Percy, Percy was now, Percy was my smoking. final question. Mm-hmm. What's the greatest football movie of all time? You will not believe me, but last night I was sitting up there talking to my wife in distress because I couldn't pick just one movie. <laughs> last night, because when you sent me when you sent me the notes, I'm like, this question right here. I actually wrote notes down. Okay. So I want to go through this because I just want to give out love. Last Boy Scouts is up there. Varsity Blue is like near and dear to my heart. Rudy yeah. is near and dear to my heart. Overrated. Okay. I love Water. I love Water Boy. <laughs> Great, yes. The program. Invincible is just it just it's too Disney for me, but I still like it. Yeah. Uh Jerry Maguire. Draft day was solid, but it comes down to these two right here. It's going to always be between any given Sunday and Little Giants. I'm sorry, that's my top two right there. Icebox, was it the proclamation of Puerto Rico? Icebox, (laughs) Icebox is a top 10 linebacker. I'm sorry, yes, she was. 
a hot hands Heenan. <laughs> oh man, the toilet paper. Oh man. Yeah, no. Lil Giants is up there for me. Any given Sunday is probably the greatest in death of actual football of cinematography. Oh my god, you're right. You're right. Like, but to me, for me personally. The program is the greatest football movie ever. I, I will say this. The, if you watch the program and any given Sunday back to back, both of those stand out because it gives you it gives you the other side of football. Right. You know what I mean? Like the drama part, you know, the behind the scenes with the ownership, the coaches, the locker room, the off the field, stuff like that. That's why they'll be all they'll always be up there. You got Races played in there, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You had relationship. You had the birth of a of a quarterback that came off the bench in there. Is is you know it, it was a lot. It was a lot at that time. And Latimer was in both. Yes, you are right. You yep. are right. So you got the freshman running back come in, take the chick, take dude's spot. You got the quarterback who battled addiction. Mm-hmm. It's so much, bro. But like in today's world with NIL and all that, I look, program is just it was just so ahead of its it time. It was raw. It was raw. It was, it was yeah. the total opposite of Disney. Like it, it shows yeah. you all the and then <clears throat> but but going back to any given Sunday, dog, it was at a point where Oh man, it, it it made you like if you if you were just a casual football fan, it would definitely stop you from wanting to play football. Oh, for sure. Just watching Shark alone. Yeah. <laughs> this man had 43 concussions in a 1-hour movie. Man. man yeah. Was, no, any given Sunday is probably my oh, two or three. Program is one. And it's a toss up between any given Sunday and remember the Titans. Remember, I had I I got the Titans on there too. I had it, it, the remember the Titans was more emotional because it's like you you just want us basically you want us to win. You know, it ain't it really had nothing to do with the game in general. It was like we we just need to win as a, as a, as See, a culture. But the one thing I take away from um, the program is Alvin Mack. Is the greatest linebacker name ever. Alvin Mack. <laughs> yes. And then um remember the Titans killed Donald Faison. <laughs> Donald Faison was in every high school movie from like the late 80s. No, I'm not gonna say that far. Early 90s to like the mid 2000s yeah. He did remember the Titans and played Petey yeah. and was cooked. Yeah. Yeah, but do you believe do you, now he doing Verizon commercials? Do you believe his character or not at his character at in his position versus I'm not you not you not getting me with Bill Bellamy being a receiver? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> oh, and even and true. even LL as a running back, like nah, I see y'all tried to put the whole Eddie George on him. Like no, that wasn't Eddie George ish. Or whatever. Yeah. Nah, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bill Bellamy as a receiver is crazy. Yeah, you can't go from booty call to that. Yeah, I'm not gonna believe it. <laughs> I'm not believe. Nah. I know you're not going across the middle. Pause. Yeah, pause. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
we in here like Cameron and yeah, Mace. We are. <laughs> but my brother, let me do this before we end this episode, bro. I want to give you your flowers while I can. Over the last five years, when I kind of took a break from the podcasting, you was encouraging me to go on, keep doing this, man. Get back in it. We stayed in contact. I lost contact with a lot of other people who I did stuff with on podcast stuff, which no hard feelings. That's how we go. Uh-huh. But me and you stay solid. So I want to thank you because I would not be back on this platform doing this if it wasn't for you pushing me to do this. Well, hey, but it, and it goes both ways because, I mean, outside of podcasting, when you I hear you talk, like I pay attention to, I wouldn't necessarily call them small details, but I pay attention to, to certain things that you say that you think I don't pay attention to. So when you say, yeah, I'm opening up my opening up my shop and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I'm like, and he on his P's and Q's. And it's certain, um, it's certain areas that you have knowledge in that I have zero knowledge in. So I'm like, dog, if you can help me. And then it's like, yeah, I, I just want to see you win. I just want to see. And that's all it is because like you said, five, five years or five plus years ago, like out of all the people that I've met, through either podcasting or, or on Twitter or online in some way, somehow, we we kept in touch and never met each other in person. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy. We be having full on, we be having podcast episodes going back and forth between the voice notes. And we probably talked on the phone literally less than 10 times in our lives, though. Like, yep. like, like, and when we do, it's something important. Yeah. If I know, if you call me, Oh, you got something. You about to get some bars. Because you're not about to just call me for no small talk or no chitter chatter. Because that's not how we get down. When we talking, right. it's like we need to share this information. And we always, I we don't even pay attention to the uh, to the time difference. I don't even care. I wake up. It'd be like 7 o'clock in the morning. I get a, a voice note that was like three hours ago. He's like, yeah, I know you probably sleep. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but... It's always good waking up to to messages uh, from people that's just out there, just just doing it. Like we don't, we don't, we're not using each other for anything. It's just, right. we, yo, this is therapy to me. You know, as long yeah. as you all right, I'm all right. We keep talking and stuff like that. That's how you build authentic relationship and friendships. For sure, for sure. Well, man, I greatly. But you still, you see, you still a USC Trojan though. You still, I, you know, I can't. <laughs> Hey, that's the greatest <laughs> brand in college football history. Fight on. I, you know what? I, when you say I, you can't talk sports with just anybody because yeah. some people just, they want to be that different. I can't, I can't even go against that. The only team that I can say can come close to that is probably that Miami program. But outside of that, nah, it's got to go to, it's got to go to USC. Yeah, that 2001 Miami team is the greatest college football team ever assembled. And I've also, but I've also had arguments with other people fighting for y'all. Because I'm like, as much as that that Miami team was loaded. But I was like, them cats, none of them cats, and especially none of them SEC teams, they was ducking SC when President Bush was in the building. Man, bro. It's so much that we're going to have to still talk about off the air, but I want to cut this short. I know you got to get ready to pack because you're getting ready to move. You, Hey, this man right here, hey, 
He got all the money, y'all. But, man, bro, I just want to say, like I said, I appreciate you, man, for everything that you do, for being the person that you are, man. And um, we're going to keep rocking regardless. Yeah. We got, we got, so uh, I'll be back, you know. Before I close this out, man, give everybody who don't know, who might listen, how they can reach you, listen to your shows, and um, just holler at you on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. So on Twitter, even though they change the format, you probably won't be able to see me until the next day, depending on how much interaction you have. Uh, at Baylorism on Twitter, at Baylorism on TikTok, if you want to see me make some merch. Uh, at Baylor the Great on IG. I mainly post in my stories. And BTG for President. Open Run with BTG, a part of the Rare Signers Network. You can definitely go to rarsigners.com and check out those episodes or log on to your Spotify or um, Apple's, Apple iTunes, and, um, and check me out there. Black Horror Humor, we'll be making our way back. Uh, just a couple of black people talking about scary movies and how we won't die. And uh, the Breaks Radio, where we talk about everything under the sun when it comes to the culture. And that's it. All right, y'all. Get in tune with my guy, man. He is a great individual, man. So y'all get in tune with him. Listen to him. Check him out. Baylor, I'm going to holler at you in a minute, my brother. Thank you for coming on. Oh, man, I appreciate it. No doubt, man. All right, for sure.